Hello everyone, it's your old friends and Monday Madness and welcome to the latest episode of the Liquid Football Podcast. <gasps> Woo! Yes, two voices on the podcast tonight, lads. We have Neil and Burpa joining us for this episode. How's everyone doing? I'm good, good. awake and that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, awake uh, and watching Pokemon. Yes, that, that's the most on-brand Burpa response I've ever heard, to be absolutely honest. That... <laughs> All I needed was like an elephant in some way in the sentence, and that was it. Job done. But um, yeah. But next time, next time. But um, but yeah, lads. Um, football is back officially after uh, what was meant to be the winter break, but it actually was just like laughing at everyone's transfer window and how terrible it was. Um, but uh, yeah, we're back. We're back to more or less regular, regularly scheduled programming. Um, it's actually gonna be like a flurry of football for the next couple of weeks because like we've had a couple of like COVID affected t- uh, matches, and they're gonna be basically done the next couple of weeks. So hopefully everyone's going to be back to normal. Um, and uh, there's going to be, the title race is going to be on, lads, because there, there is a, a title race on this year, right? I'm, please, please tell me there's a title race this year. There is one well, WSL. <laughs> True, there is one. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a much more exciting league <laughs> at the moment. At the top of the table it is, but uh, yeah. Um, like City, they're boring. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're boring. They're being called out for being boring by lots of people, and lots of people are flaming. Like Ken Early's getting mad fucking heat online mm. because he basically wrote an entire pro, an entire article basically along the lines of like this is so intensely boring. Like this isn't yeah. really. This is barely even sport, let alone football. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Driving that, people are like, oh well, when you're dominant, it's like, no, no, it's not about dominance. Like, there have teams have dominated before and been really, really fucking exciting. Like, um, you think back to you hark back to the, the uh, yeah. fucking the, the Man United treble winning treble winning team. You know, I'm mean, like, they played some really fucking exciting football, uh, and they won everything. Yeah, but it's just like it's everything about how Pep coaches his teams, like transitions, doesn't like them, loose balls doesn't like them. like any yeah. kind of chaotic element he just seeks to iron out and he just has them playing like fucking metronomes and it's just i, I don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> you know and he, he was getting mad heat on it as well mm. the fact that he takes he takes such great offense to it as well when someone calls him out on it because like i said i i think i've gone this entire season so far without watching a manchester city game and the reason is exactly that because they're just so like they're so dull to watch because Granted, it's different when they're going up against competition like Liverpool or Chelsea, so a, a proverbial equal in the league. But when you're going up against like a team like mid-table or whatever it is, like you're hoping that they get mucked off, and sometimes depending on the club, the team they're playing, it does happen. But overall, they just like they have actually taken the fun part out of their own game just so they would keep winning. Like I, I know we keep going on about it on, our, on this podcast ourselves, but like Pep is so desperate to win the Champions League, he's willing to essentially kill the full aspect of his game so they can just keep winning games. <laughs> and yet, do, it's still not going to be enough. Do you think the actual players enjoy playing the matches, or do they? Well, just I think I think they, I think I don't think they do, but I think when they look at their paychecks, like their yeah. vastly inflated yeah. paychecks, like I think Raheem Sterling posted up one of his, and like it mm. was like. Uh, it was a fucking monthly paycheck. And he, his monthly paycheck was something like fucking two and two point seven million pounds. Yeah, because yeah. he was getting like a one point five million pound loyalty bonus or some shit like that. <laughs> I was going like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, so mm. I suppose yeah, I'm like, they're fine enough with it, but like, 
watching it. It's it's garbage. Yeah, it's, it's not. They're not fun to watch anymore. And like, and, and that's a pity because like, like years, like a, a few seasons ago, I think they were a, a good team to watch. But over time, they just their desperation was smothering the ball and t- keeping it and just not doing anything. Not with having, it. not having a nine as well. Like no, t- like there's no kind of chance of a through ball not making it through and you know getting caught in the yeah. counter like because it's such tick attacker that uh mm. not even tick attacker barca style it's like talk a ticket or something like it's just like in reverse it's just yeah didn't he say away. during one like press conference it was like 500 million 500 million passes or something like that yeah, or oh something like shit like that that's how he envisages his game and it's just like Whoa. that's a lot of bollocks like that's a simpsons skit yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. That is the Portugal, that's a Portugal Mexico game from yeah, uh, that's from that actually, he passes it back, he passes it again, he passes it again. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> you can't like that's just garbage. Like, they don't have and they also they don't they they're striving to hire these charisma vacuums as players, like, so they're not hiring guys like Balotelli or <laughs> Yaya Torre anymore, you know, these fucking ridiculous mercurial talents that you're like mm. this could go anyway you're like holy shit like but like I was, to be honest with you the, the Yaya Yatore version of City he was the only reason I watched that fucking team he was great. Just brilliant yeah. to watch yeah. he was absolutely brilliant and you're just like this guy looks like he's on Ted Valium and he's just knocking them in this is ridiculous was that, is that one scene, it was the last season that Pellegrini won with where like Yaya now at that point was still 30 31. And by no means it was the most mobile at that point. But just everything he was hitting was fucking gold. Like it was well, didn't he didn't, uh, remember the Optistat or something like that? He took like 23 direct free kicks and scored every fucking one, fucking of, them. one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? No, you can't even do that in fucking FIFA. Like, like that, that's ridiculous. Like, how are you doing that? Like every time. Like, I mean, like people slag people slag off Southampton. They're like, oh, you know, you get a free kick within 30 yards and it's a ward prowse, pretty much he's gonna get this on target. It's like, yeah, yeah, Torby's netting them with a hundred percent accuracy. Like, mm. fuck that. Like it's 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 obviously it is kind of an interesting question. It was almost a case of like Man City obviously embarrassing the riches, they have like access to unlimited money they can just keep this like superiority yeah it's hilarious there's there's another article about like all the other fucking deals that they've signed now and they're all if 49 something 49 or something like that sponsorship deals which isn't a huge amount i'm like man man united have like fucking 150 of them yeah but when you look at cities one like almost all of them link back to the one sovereign wealth fund (laughs) you know like the the latest three that they've signed all link back to that to that wealth fund, which is Isn't run by their, which is run well, which is like, run by their chairman. Yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah. that sovereign wealth fund is run by the city chairman. He's there. Who's also he's also the stepbrother of the Abu Dhabi sheikh. Mm. <laughs> so he's just going like, and they're like, we're not state funded. I was like, ah, for fuck's sake! Like, all right then, right? You might not be state run, but you're definitely state bankrolled. They're definitely yeah. bankrolled by that state. They yeah. may not be run by the state, but they're definitely like, and even then, like, the man's a member of the fucking ruling royal family. So, like, he may not be as he actually is actually a state money. He's actually prime minister of that country as well. Mm. So they essentially are state run. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, legally, it's not accurate to say that they're state run. Fuck it is. Your man's the prime minister. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, 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 what you're saying is that when Boris Johnson like takes ownership of Millwall, we don't mind that at all. That's fine. It's, but like, it's, it's surely it'd be the posh he would take over. 
I, I, I was doing Peterborough that like that that thing was ironic. Like, and besides, that's like that's owned by an Irishman. Like, he, he's not gonna be taking that shite. Oh, did y'all know that? No, I did not. Yeah, it's, his name is Dara Anthony or something like that. It's, I think it's, it's Dara on and it was he's like in charge of the club. He's an Irish, the Irishman, as far as I know. But, um, okay, yeah, to my knowledge, but yeah, um, funny, yeah, again, funny enough, like it's it's always a kind of question where, like, you know, <laughs> should we is there a way of like nerfing? Manchester City. Can we can we take a player off them or something like that? Can we like like you know like where you put like a handicap on a horse, like a weight disadvantage? Can we like they, like there's like pick a random like player out of the hat and that player is not allowed to play? To like, be fair, they tried to sign Harry Kane. That's true. They did actually try to nerf themselves. That's a good point. That's a good point. Although Harry Kane. Kane. The, the gas thing is like they went like, well, we couldn't sign Harry Kane. Oh no, we couldn't do that, and we couldn't sign Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh no, that's terrible. I guess we'll just have to sign the red hot next Sergio Aguero from River Plate. Oh well, I guess we'll just do that instead. Then <laughs> it's like yeah. that was your plan all along, you lying bastards. <laughs> but no, I, I I get the point. Like, but like obviously it's kind of frustrating in the sense where like like we we keep joking the Premier League is already done and was done by October November, but like. Like Liverpool are not necessarily having a bad season, and yet they're still nine points behind. They've lost two games all season, and those are two games that, like you know, like quite frankly, were caught like rapid on the counter both times. But the fact that you can go like throughout the entire season and only lose two games, and yet you're still nine points behind, is is, is, is a bit ludicrous. There are some seasons where, like, if we lose six games, you would still be leading the leading the yeah. league. You know, so like, and, and that being said, like it's. It's for it's yeah. It's wasn't that, cool that was that was uh, wasn't that Alex Ferguson's like number? Yeah, he's like right, yeah. if you lose more than six, you've no chance of winning the league. That was That's, his cut that, off. That, yes. that was it. Yeah, yeah. But like, but even then, like, so when you have like clubs like this, then who are just like winning machines in a sense. Granted, for leagues, yeah, no problem. But like, that's the difference. Like, they've already won the Premier League to death. That's not what they want. And the, the, the again, the curious thing is like. It's in my mind because they they smashed Sporting five 0 That's a case of like, oh, lads, you just you just aren't fun anymore. You're putting these teams to sort out of spite, you know. And the, and the guessing is like, okay, you're going. You're, <laughs> they do disallowed goals as well in that game. So. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and they could have scored more. They just stopped. Like they're just like, yeah, that's done. We're done. We, we kicked this out of touch. It's like, but like that's not even football anymore. It's just like you're just like you're you're doing what like people in FIFA on football manager used to do. It was like boom, kid in the first leg, we played with seventeen year olds in the second leg. You know, yeah. they have to keep the players fresh for the quarterfinal where we'll get bumped up by Ajax or someone like that. You know, like it's 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 bound to happen again, surely. That like that this pattern of Pep like cursing himself out of the fucking the Champions League. Or maybe I'm just like no, saying no. like I, I'm honestly saying in hope now at this point. Because even from Liverpool's point of view, like I think we're a team that's more set up, more likely to win the Champions League than the Premier League, which is bizarre to say. Considering, like I said, we're not having a bad season whatsoever. Um, and like, like again, you could you'd probably say that, that Chelsea are doing okay themselves this year. They they could easily win the League Cup. They could they've won comp, like competitions already this season, and yet they're like, what? How many? What are they? Sixteen off the pace? It's insane. They're world you know? champions as well. They're the current world champions now. But only third in England, like that's the that, that's how disproportionate it is, like <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, I suppose like if we're if you are kind of like looking at the league table for inspiration on our topics, I mean, there's a fucking almighty scrap for fourth lads all the same, and could be for third depending on what happens with Chelsea. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like I've been yeah. thinking about like because somebody was a couple of people have been asking me, it's like, oh, do you reckon Arsenal will get fourth? And I was thinking, right, well, going off 
right? Think about it. Going mm. off of previous seasons, you need a minimum of 70 points, I reckon, to get fourth. I'll right? go with that, yeah. So we're, we're on 39 now. We've got 16 games left. Mm. So that means we need 31 points from the remaining 16 games, which is uh, 48 available. So yes. we need 31 points. So essentially, we need 11 We need eleven wins from our next 16 games. Thank, thank you mm. for doing the math there, because my brain is way too tired for that. <laughs> your, brain is, your brain is mush. Yes. Uh, you did have a, a, a county football teams meeting before this. I'm surprised you're actually still alive. She got Jackie Weaver um, on Zoom call, lads. Don't mind them. So, yeah, I'm like... That's tall motherfucking order, like yeah, you know. But funnily, <laughs> it's weird to think about this. I actually think we'll do it. Ooh, uh, I think we'll go. now. Mm. We might not get the eleven wins that we need, but I reckon we'll do fourth. Okay, right. Okay, because everybody else around us is literally trying their level best I, to I, fuck I think it if up. We, I, I agree to a point that if we can maintain our current level like yeah. and I'm, I'm not talking about the nil all draw with Burnley level but the two nil against Wolves yeah or well, sorry one nil against Wolves level like that was actually a quite a fun game where we played quite well mm. um despite efforts to throw it away um but if we can maintain that level well, I'd while watch- the other teams like have their crests and drops like uh you know as the season continues um yeah i'd say we could do it just by maintaining some sort of level kind of form <laughs> i'd i'd much rather us maintain the level we showed in the 2-1 loss to see yeah when we yeah, absolutely yeah. mauled them um so yeah i'd much rather that but yeah like it's it's just crazy but the bad thing is is now we're playing what roughly about two or three times a month now until the end of the season yeah, and Arsenal don't really do that well with massive amounts of time off in between games. I mean, mm. we really fucking don't. I believe we're playing tomorrow. That's going to be our nine days. That'll be nine days, and then we play again on Thursday, which is mm. Wolves again. We play them on Thursday. So, but no, like you look at Manchester United, right? They are ahead of us, but they're we've three games in hand on them. Um, mm-hmm. they're fucking up. Like you know, the you look at the reports coming out of that team that dressing room's imploding. That team is absolute garbage. Uh, it's playing like dirt. It's crap. It's, it's really, really bad. You know, any team with Harry Maguire as it's not only it's defensive rock, but it's captain is garbage. You know, even mm. De Gea is going off the boil to some degree. And that's purely because the front four in front of him are, are trash. Mm. <laughs> you know, they've no midfield. This McFred shit that they're doing just isn't working. Ranganik's just desperately just throwing the two of them out and just it's just two in midfield and all teams are doing is just stacking their midfield and just yeah, wa- yeah. walking just by the midfield in front of them. Yeah, you know, the just fact they wanted the match against Brighton like or during the week yeah. is, is downs me. It really fucking does. It yeah. actually draws the pro if Brighton genuinely had that twenty that that ten to fifteen goal striker in their team, someone that actually like you know finishes at dinner on like Melpay. Then that that team would be further up. Like, if well, we, like, like, look, so, in all fairness, if if Brighton had just managed to keep all eleven men on the pitch, well, that's another thing too. Yeah, but <laughs> well, in that first half, you had all those so many chances, and just none of them were taken. 
You know what I mean? That's my kind of point. Like you could oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. superiority. But let's let's talk about them, right? So this this is a kind of point of conversation then. So obviously we have this race for top four. We have kind of played it like quite severe, but here's here's what one way we'll do it, right? To talk about it. Let's look at the contenders, point blank. So okay. again, let's just assume that Chelsea is is, is at a at a distance here for now. So if, if we say at least Chelsea will be third or fourth this season, then we start off with say from the block of four to Eight. I could offer be Brighton. We don't. We we happy that Brighton is kind of out of the top four race here, aren't we? Thirty-three yeah, points. Yeah, pretty much. Ten. I mean, yeah. don't, don't, so, get, don't get me wrong. They will play a part in the race for top four, but they will not oh, be yeah, in the race for top four. Yeah, they'll take points off teams. There's no doubt about that. Just like Hope so, Howells, Brighton in the WSL, like they're not really going to be contenders to get into the Champions League positions, but they will absolutely fuck up your chances. They'll yeah. they'll be an obstacle. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. they are the, the Mario Kart banana skin. Not the yes. best weapon. Not the best weapon, and not one you really want. But my God, if you hit one, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like in fairness, like this, there's, there's a, the closer teams that are behind that, the likes of like Leicester, Villa, Palace. They're fucking blue shells. You know what I mean? They're ones yeah. that can actually properly fuck you up there. But no, let's, let's talk about the contenders here, right? So, um, maybe we will kind of assess one by one and kind of say like we'll say definitively yes or no, and then we whittle them down until we have the one we think is going to get there. Obviously, trying to put bias aside here for a minute. So. And um, we'll start off with number eight, uh, Spurs. So currently they stand, uh, we've played a maximum 25 games. They've got three games in hand on that with 36 points. So if they win all their games, they basically get a tally of 45, which would put them fourth. So I'm going to start off here because I will be talking about Spurs later on. Flat no. They haven't got oh, a absolutely not. That's a fucking, that is a no. When you were saying if they win all their games, that's an if that's so that's large. An, that's, a, that's, that's a no. Yeah. Not a chance. The garbage, right? They've lost three on the trot. They're going to lose yeah. four because they've got City next. City, by the way, aren't in coast mode. They're not. They're not playing with the flip flops on because they need the points to keep the pressure up to make sure that Liverpool stay at arm's length. They yeah. learned a few fucking seasons ago when they let up on Liverpool. Potentially, maybe I, I, doubt, I severely doubt Chelsea will get in on that, but maybe. Uh, yeah. you know, weird, weirder shits happen. There's still a good bit of the season to play for, but mm. City need the points to keep the pressure up keep the distance they need to keep Liverpool at arm's length because if Liverpool get inside it, it, you know they're in for a dust up and Pep don't like that yes you know agreed. particularly not when this is probably his best chance to win a Champions League you know the, the European competition is fucking a dumpster fire like yeah. holy fuck so but this is, to, is the actual the, the path is carved out of the remnants of old European giants yeah. you know and he, to be honest with you he won't give a f- Fuck. No, and, and nor should he. If he lifts, if you lift the trophy, that's fine. You, you, you're good. That's big up more to you. But no, it, they're going to get absolutely stuffed by City, and mm. the game after that is Burnley. <laughs> uh, they play Burnley on Wednesday, and I don't think they they'll have lost four in the trot going into that. The spirits will be low. Burnley, they could, they could drop points there as well. And if they drop points against Burnley. That's it for them. They are completely yeah. done. Okay. They won't even bother with it. And then I think after that, then uh, but we we still have our rescheduled one against them as well. So like, that's true too. Yeah. So look, yeah. So I think I think unequivocally, we're all happy to rule out Spurs here for top four, even potentially out of the even your full stop. They could be. I, I'm just two. going to say that they. Like, I'm just you know I'm always protecting myself against hurt here. Okay. And that um. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I, I am I am aware that I could like 
be very You're afraid of jinxes. Things. That's what that's what yeah. this is. You're afraid of jinxes. Yeah. I am very aware that they've done this to me before. And uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not gonna be bitten twice. Um, no, uh I, I I actually like I watched a game recently. Uh was it West Ham and Spurs? Um, was that recent or was that in the women? No, that was the women's game. Um, I watched. Well, Spurs last three Leicester. games. Leicester was it? Well, Spurs last three games. They lost their last game two 0 to Wolves. Um, they that. lost to Southampton three two. Oh, I did watch that. Southampton. Yeah, and then before that, they lost two 0 to Chelsea. So that was okay, their last. No, it was, three a, games. it was a Southampton game I watched, and um, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like. Honestly, like, how have they been good at any point this season? Because they actually looked so horrendously uncoordinated. Mm. Um, like, yeah, no, I, I, they are just awful. And I know I'm probably being biased when I say that, but, like, they are not fun to watch. Mm. Their crowd seems to even get annoyed by them. Which oh, I they've think... been booed off a half time so many times. Like it's yeah. it's fucking unbelievable. Um, yeah, but like they got rid of like Deli Ali, um, which was like one of the main kind of crowd annoyances. Um, and they're still booing. And I, I genuinely <laughs> thought they were like just booing because like, oh, he's really annoying, like such a you know, um unpredictable player. And you know, no, 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 they actually just hate the team. Which, you know, makes my heart sing a little, but at the same time, wary. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would like to say, no, they're de- like they're out of it. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, when you look at the player, like, funnily enough, like, Con- I mean, even then, Conte, Conte seemed somehow surprised that he is now the Spurs coach. Because uh, I was watching a few of his press conferences and he's like, oh, I'm really surprised about the situation here. And I'm like, you do read papers. Like, you are aware of the sport in which you are apparently one of the highest performers in, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, honestly, after listening to a couple of his press conferences, I genuinely believe that he's, he, pr- he probably yeah, doesn't follow football. He probably doesn't. If you, if the English media do love Spurs, so he's yeah. probably just reading the really, really like pro stuff. Like, oh my god, they sound yeah. like amazing people. But it's not even that. But, but like, if you're gonna take over a team, at least watch some of their fucking games. Like, holy shit! Like he was saying that the, oh, they lost four creative players, and I was going, wait a minute. Deli Ali, well, you start off. Deli Ali, who went to Everton, Deli Ali's been stone useless for three years. Been de- mm. The club has been desperate to get rid of that motherfucker. Uh, and on Bele is basically just this weird kind of Cinderella story where if they can only get the glass slipper that fits him, he'll be this mercurial player that they paid 55 fucking million for, for yeah. huge amounts of cash for. Uh, uh, Celso, yeah. Yeah, they did know they're both they've both gone long. That's their two most expensive players both going yeah. on loan. But they've both been useless, they've been garbage. And he wouldn't even mind, but he had them and never played them. None mm-hmm. of them saw any game time. And then uh, Brian Hill, the 18-year-old, he's fucked off back to Valencia. I'm like, they only signed him. He was for... actually good. Yeah, he's good. I like him. They only signed him, like him six months. They, they only signed him six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like so I was like, when are you talking about you're losing four I think players? we see him at the Euros and um, I was like, oh, he's a good player. And then I made the joke about him being old Gil from the Simpsons. See the heel. See the heel, heel. See the heel, Gil. But like, that's, that's a thing. Like, I didn't, I'd like, forgotten they'd signed him, which, <laughs> which just shows you. Yeah, 25 million, six months ago from Valencia. And uh, yeah. they've loaned him back out now to Sevilla. 
It's just fucking. Oh no, they've yeah, loaned them Valencia. to Sevilla. They've loaned them to Valencia. They've signed them from Sevilla. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. But it's fucking terrible. Like, and then they got Kulusevski and Bentacor in from Juventus, and people yeah. are like, "Oh, these are great players." I was like, "If they're great players, why are Juve letting both two central midfielders go? If they're so yeah. fucking great?" I was like, "Here, have an entire midfield." Like you <laughs> they're so who, great they're so great we will let you have them like Ramsey's also gone yeah he's <laughs> like, off the Rangers well. and, and you couldn't yeah. get rid of Rabiot because he's too expensive so like you know it's it's taking for two granted now Juve were like heavily criticised for having literally like 17,000 midfielders because they keep yeah. buying people on for free I know, but the, uh, the thing about it is that like the two the two midfielders they got from Juve wasn't the one that Conte had asked for he asked for uh, mm-hmm. the fucking American Weston McKenney McKenney, yeah yeah he, he'd asked for that he'd, he'd asked for him and yeah. uh, Juve went no we won't do that but you can have these two Mm. And now everybody's going, oh yeah, these guys are these guys are deadly. It's like, are you fucking stupid. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're total trash. It wasn't even the player you wanted. Like, yeah. You know, Kulusevsky is basically a plodding winger. Like, I saw him when they, they put him on. I was going, oh my fucking God. Like, if he goes any he's, he's, he's six foot one or six foot two. He's a, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a very different build for a winger. Like, yeah, you know, he's, he's odd. But, um, fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, and I was just, oh, I was just going. So anyway, like, we're running Spurs out for sure, right? So let's yeah. move yeah. then. Yeah. So the, the team above that then is Wolves. So, um, again, kind of like fucking Sam Fishering their way into this fucking uh, top four battle here because the goal, the 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 competitive com- like. Um, oh, sorry, uh, just just on back thing there. I think Spurs will probably get Conference League again. Okay, you want to go seventh? Okay, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll workshop that then. So we think like highest potentially seventh or eighth, right? So, um, yeah. so what was that in that case, right? So at the moment they are the, like they are ruthlessly efficient when it comes to the goals and conceded. Twenty one goals scored, seventeen conceded. So I don't know if you want to work out the maths there, but their average like scoreline is probably one nil, uh, or two one, whichever way you want to go it. And they got eleven wins out of that season. Now again, they've got two games in hand over everyone else, which means two wins puts them fourth. But well, uh, they, they've two win, they've two, they've two in hand over Manu and West Ham. Yes, they've actually they're they've played one more than both. One more than Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, I should clarify. Yeah, that's a target. So in that case, so again. 37 points so far. Wolves are kind of like, in a way, they've kind of snuck their way into this battle by being just so attritional and just like eating games out and winning games. And again, nothing wrong with that in the sense that it doesn't matter how you win them, just so you score points. And in a way, like it's because they're so defensively solid, but they're also they have enough of a they have enough flair to, to score a certain amount of goals. But even without arm grease. Without Ambrose, yeah. In fairness, if anything, he was probably like, like Laj didn't really fancy him. Like he preferred yeah, Trinchao and Twang and all them. So, and they've been probably doing the job better, really, because Traore has absolutely no end product. At least Wang scores goals. You know, given that much. Yeah, least. but Traore was so much fun to watch. I've actually started know, watching. Yeah. I've actually started watching the odd Barcelona game to see him, and he's playing actually really good. It's, 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 it's when you hear like the front three and you go like that can't beat the Barcelona front three, and you see like, exactly it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is like it's like a, it's like somebody's like put a fucking football manager. For, it's the a for the team. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> but look, so yeah, how do you rate Wolves' chances? Because like I see them certainly in contention for maybe the the Conference League. I think they're the uh, biggest competition for that. But I can't see. The top I, four. I don't know about their chances of getting top four, but I can't imagine they'll celebrate if they get there. 
<laughs> that would be very uncouth. They're, they're much, they're so much against celebrating anything. Yes. Um, you could see when they scored both their goals over uh, Spurs, they actually just, it was a play handshake. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a a celebration know. Viv would be like proud of. Exactly, yeah. Fucking <laughs> beating Spurs nowadays is not really much of a celebration. Fucking ridiculous. Um, like the whole fucking yeah. saltiness over the fucking. Oh, no, I love it. I oh. actually do love it. I do. Love oh, no. It. Um, I, to be honest with you, it made it even better for me. I yeah, was like, when no, I heard yeah. them talking shit, you're like, oh, yes, it fucking got to them. Yeah! <laughs> I, I like that Arsenal are that team that annoys people again and not just, oh, I find to laugh at them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I still find that um, Arsenal. <laughs> no, um, I actually, having watched the last, um, well, obviously the Wolves game against Arsenal, and then um, I did watch the highlights back of the Wolves versus Spuds game because I knew the mm. result and I wasn't afraid of being hurt. Um, I, uh, they, they do play a, like a really odd mix of football. Like you said, it's very yeah. defensively solid. But when they do that transition, even without arm grease, it's quite mm. fun to watch. And their interplay in the midfield is quite good. Um, I can't remember any of their players' names, but they were good and they were yeah. interesting. And um, I was upset about the lack of arm grease, but the players on the pitch, like, you know, they were decent players and they were ones that had me worried as an Arsenal fan when they weren't on the counter-attack. So, yeah, yeah no, um, I would fancy them. I would fancy them to be pushing. Okay. I, I'm going to say they'll get sixth. I think they'll get your uh, European football. Okay. So, it's like, so like I said, the conversation is in a sense like Champions League or bus. We're saying bus for Wolves, but we are saying yeah. they're more Europa League team. That's fair enough. I yeah. think that's a, that's a fair show. Yeah, I'd, um, go with, I'd go with sixth as well. I mean, I just okay. the thing is, they just don't have the goals. There's not a lot yeah. of goals in that team. They're, they're, the focus on it, you, like, you need to score fucking goals. Like, I, I think if Jimenez can get a rich vein of form again... I that's think what they're missing, really. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're missing, just, really. They need to get him back in form, and you can understand why... It's taken him a while to get back, yeah. to be fair. So, yeah. Mm. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, that's oh, the on a hot streak and they're, they're sword. That's it. And, you know, and that's a gas thing that is essentially what the team is missing is the focal point. And, like, and the yeah. gas thing is they have a lot of like strikers that could do that. They, if, they, if it's not Jimenez, it could be Trinchel. If it's not him, it could be Fabio Silva. But like both of those players have not really struck as they've as, as they wanted, but that's neither here nor there. You can blame the, t- the manager for that or whoever else was in charge. But yeah, I know, I know, I think I agree with you on that one. And um, so you mentioned six there. So let's talk about the team that's currently six at the moment, which is Arsenal. So again, going by kind of like games in hand, very well poised to take advantage of this. You're on 39 points, got three in hand ahead of West Ham and Man United. So essentially, three wins will get you to um, actually third, shockingly yep. enough. So this is the intriguing part. You're actually in touch the distance of Chelsea as well with the games in hand. So this is what makes it very intriguing. So again, I, I'd love to hear what you guys think here. But um, but like I think out of all these teams, I think you're probably best placed to finish fourth. Quite That's frankly. the thing. I, I said I said that I, we led this in with that, and I genuinely think we'll get fourth. I don't know why. I have no stats or data to back this up out of my yeah. own I breathlessly, there, naive, yeah, like, breathlessly yeah. naive optimism. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna no, I can't. No, I'm only three beers in, so I'm not drunk. Okay, um, yeah. like I just I don't understand why, but I genuinely do think we'll get fourth. I really, I, I, I think but, but honestly, I think like, we're going to be in the Champions League. Yeah, it's, I think I'll be ordering. Like, I think I'll be ordering next season's uh, jersey with the fucking the the Champions League badge on the 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 sleeve. Ooh. Like I really Ooh. do fucking think that. Like yeah. 
Um, and it's just, I, I don't know why, but... I, well, the, right, the women will be in it. Yeah, the women are going to be in it. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, chance are, they're, they're fucking odd on the well, not all done, but they're probably going to win the WSL, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> jinx. Um, but like, <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't understand why, because statistically, I've, I've been told that statistically we've the hardest run in uh, of any of the teams. But everybody else around us is bottling it. And all we have to do is just not bottle it. And we could do this. Like, that's what Arteta has been trimming the absolute fuck out of the squad for. You know, the January window was literally just hacking the fat off the fucking... Mm. It, it was it was like skimming the fucking scum off the top of a broth. And he was just like, nope, all of it's gone. All of it's gone. And yeah, this team is dreadbare. But as I said, we're playing, what, maybe three times a month from now until the end of the season? Mm. Like... This, this squad can do that. Like, obviously, yeah. if we were go- if we go into next season with this squad, like, we're in deep shit. But for 16 games, this can do that. And you yeah. saw at the end of that Wolves game, like, this squad is fucking in it to win it. Like, we're, like, everybody is bleeding together and it's just, they're just delighted to do that, you know? And it's just, everybody's fucking doing it and it's great. He's got a squad that all believe in it but they all buy what he's doing. Like, you know, they, they, they all believe in him. They all love him. And they're just going, yeah, we will do this. Let's fucking put our nose to the grindstone. You know, mm. it's I funny. Like because, the amount of yeah. think pieces now that have come out because the Rams won the Super Bowl. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> the Rams won. And they're, they're, they're Cronky. owned by Stan. They're yes. owned by KS. They're owned by Cronky as well. And what's really weird is I, I didn't actually realize not a whole lot of people knew it, knew this. But um, it seemed to be uh, it, when a team wins the Super Bowl, it's the team owner that lifts the trophy first. Yes, that's so right. they actually the got Stan yeah. up onto the fucking stage to lift the Super Bowl trophy. I hate that. I hope. Yeah, oh, I was like, yeah. no, but uh, that's the thing. Like the whole, every piece about it was just like, oh my god, can you imagine even attempting that in the Premier League? Like, holy fuck, you would just be, li- you would not leave the stadium, get out of the stadium alive. God, yeah, um, I, I, even with Liverpool won the trophy, like fucking literal pencil neck John Henry comes in going, Yes, I win the Premier League. No, you fucking <laughs> don't. We remember the Super League. Fuck it, man. You can, actually, you can actually fit him into the Champions League trophy. Fuck that. He's like, so just squash him in and fucking yeah. juice the cunt. Um, but, <laughs> Why? He's already approved of this. Put him in with a fucking one of those ninja blenders. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I just. I, I, I don't share your optimism. I share your um <laughs> I I share your I suppose belief that the team is good enough to get fourth. Yeah. Um however, if we're looking at fine point margins, how many points or how many you know, like how many points will Granite Jacket cost us uh, in the run up to the end of the season? Mm. Like if he gets a sending off, if he gives away a penalty, if and I'm picking on Jacka because his Form seems to be extra. It's going to be him. It's going to be him. And also, it's his last season. He's not going to be here next season. He's going to be gone. Yeah. You know, so, like, like there's a very, there's an element of him going, oh, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be here. No, I don't think, mm-hmm. I actually think he's a professional, so he won't do that. But there is a kind of, there, there is that sort uh, of, yeah. I, like, I, I just feel like there's, um, there's a lot of liabilities in the team in it. like what we saw with the Martinelli red card against Wolves. Um, that was crazy. That was literally that, that, the most insane red card I've seen the thing since is, the last right, time like, we got one. 
<laughs> I absolutely agree. To, like, I can understand both sides of the story. I can see why it's a red card because it's two yellow card offences, but the yellow card offence is meant to be a caution so you know not to be a dickhead again. Um, look, I, we could be blue in the nose like talking about this stuff, like, but like this is... Um, I just think there's too many liabilities. If the referees have an agenda against us, which I'm not saying they do, but if your team is perceived to be at the wrong end of all the decisions by the referee, then don't give them the opportunities that we give them. Like we cannot get into fourth if we are giving the referees opportunities to focus over in games. Mm. don't give other teams the opportunity to rile us up so that we react and give the referees something like I just think there's that little bit of immaturity in the squad yeah. that I don't think will get us over the line into fourth do you think it's um, immaturity or not like that's just an edge like the squad are just going fucking they're just going in for it like fuck this shit I, I, I actually I, think I, it's I an think, both it's an issue I, both I, for me because I think like if you look at how tactically like, there, there's, like for example there's a reason why Liverpool have won the fair play award in the Premier League for the last five years. It's the way they're tactically set up. Like they don't, they make like the tactical foul is a last case scenario. It's like a case of like, well, we know he's going to get past Rubinho, so Rubinho will take him down. It's a booking. That's it. He doesn't do it again for the rest of the game. If he does it, it's more, it's more subtle. But a lot of the actual like clearances and defenses are positioning and anticipation and all this kind of thing. For I think Arsenal sometimes, an Arsenal booking happens sometimes because the player's caught out of position, overcommitted, and is like is on a stretch looking for a booking. I understand, like, you're, in a sense, where you see like a straight red card, you think like that's ridiculous as an agenda, but it's because the player has already overcommitted and it's just like it's just it's just gonna it's just gonna end up that way for them. So that's why I think there's, there's a there's a kind of tackle. And furthermore, it's not just Liverpool, by the way, Burnley have a superb disciplinary record for the same reason. And you have the same reputation. My cod this week was going to be the athletic because like it's just clickbait central now. Um mm. with some of their articles. But one of the articles was uh Dear Arsenal, here's how not to get red cards uh love Burnley. Mm. And like every <laughs> single comment on now, unlike most of their clickbaity bullshit articles, usually done by Daniel Taylor. Mm. Um unlike unlike any of his articles. They actually allowed the comments underneath it. And it's just a sea of, really, Burnley? Well, how about this? Uh, do you want us to teach you how not to be rooted to the bottom of the fucking table? How much you get more than fucking sorry. two wins in a fucking season? Then you can come and talk to us, you cunts. Exactly. <laughs> so, may not be in the Premier League anymore. Like, that's the thing. But on that's the point, that's the point. Like, yeah. but I, No, I, I think we'll do it. I think we'll do yeah. it. Um, I think this team is just, it's pulling all in the right direction. Uh, yeah, it's lean. It's small. Like it's its Joe Montemurro levels of fucking small. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that like, unlike Montemurro, we're not trying to get through fucking three different competitions, four, three yeah. or four different competitions yeah, with a yeah, lean squad. Good. It's 16 games. That's all this is going to do. We're going to get reinforced in the summer, big time. Hence why we spent almost no but well, we didn't spend anything in fucking in January. Oh. We trimmed everything off. We've got deals in for a new second string goalkeeper. Uh so Leno's gone in the summer. So we're good. like there is shit is going to be happening. Serious shit is going to happen in the summer. And mm. the players will all be pulling in that direction. The players who are on their way out know that they've got 16 games to put themselves in the fucking shop window to go where they want to go. 
yeah. and the t- players that are staying there know they've got 16 games to make it as good as fucking possible because loads of those players that are there they're all Champions League quality and that's what they're getting told you're Champions League level fucking act like it get us in yeah. there and when you get in there we're going to reinforce you so you can actually compete in the fucking Champions League. See, this, yeah. this is the point that I was going to make here was because there's a very good comparison between Arsenal now and Liverpool a couple of years ago before the kind of like the, the Klopp revolution where you had the case of where the building blocks of a team were there, but they were genuinely quite flawed. Mostly defence because you still had mad, mad hatters like Agar and Skirtle and Sacco in that defence. And they Made were, they were like, maybe nightmares, of course. But they were, they were not necessarily costing those games. It's just that they were not of the level that we needed to be championship contenders. But at that point in time, we didn't need them to be championship contenders. We just needed to get the Champions League because Champions League opens up so many different avenues in terms of, in terms of recruitment. You know, there's such a difference between now. I don't think the difference is that bad anymore because it's the, 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 blur, the line between Europa League and Champions League isn't as bad. I mean, we have the Bar- Barcelona and Dortmund in it this year, for fuck's sake. But, yeah, that Park and Napoli game was actually quite fucking good. <laughs> exactly. And especially with the Conference League now, you have a, that's a different tier as well. So it, it, it's all relative. But my point there was that if you're Arsenal and you're looking at like players you need to replace, Jacka and Lacazette, for example, Champions League it makes a difference between signing someone like, say, Conrad Leimer from, from Leipzig or Wilfred Ndidi or Yuri Tielemans. There's yeah. your replacements. Or you're looking for Lacazette. You have a choice between, say, just run out here, Armando Broja, for example. Let's say he gets comes available. You might get him if you're get fifth or sixth. Like he's a good under the radar signing. Or you could go out and get Alexander Isaac. Yeah. You could go out and get someone like Calvert Lewin, for example. Oh, no, absolutely. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm mean, like, why wouldn't Calvert Lewin jump ship from the fucking non-entity of Everton to come to Arsenal to play Champions League? Absolutely. And that's, that's what I mean. It. That's what I'm saying. They all know that. Yeah. And he's just he's gonna run this team. And he's going to do it. But the thing is, like, our defence is Champions League quality. You know, we definitely have a Champions League quality uh, goalkeeper. Um, mm-hmm. Some of our midfielders definitely are. Odegaard definitely is. Saka definitely is. Smith Rowe definitely is. Lekonga yeah. will be, definitely. Party definitely is. He's been there. He's done that. Um, you know, we're going to lose El Nenny and Jack in the summer. Nobody's going to cry no tears. Uh, you know, Pepe, all right then. We'll keep him. Hopefully, if the Pepe that comes back uh, will be the Pepe that played for Ivory Coast because he was fucking brilliant in the Cup of Nations. Yeah. Uh, Martinelli will definitely be a Champions League game. But, like, uh, this is a great fucking squad. I, it's it's lean. I definitely think... I don't know why, but I definitely think... I look at this team and I'm optimistic. And I don't know no, why. I, I, I would say out of the, the, the current teams we have left now, I think they're the most likely because, as I said, West Ham have, have European commitments... Manchester United have European commitments. Arsenal have none. They have 16 games to the end of the season and the 16, as the proverbial 60 cup finals. Again, it's a comparison with Liverpool a couple of years ago. We mm-hmm. like prioritised the league just to get into the fourth place because that was, the, that was the, the plan. Because again, when that summer came around, the first person we signed was Sadio Mane. Same thing happened the next year. Gets top four, consolidate. Mo Salah was the next signing. And the team built gradually from there. And that's how you do it. You have to get the sustained success. And if it starts off let's just say from getting four plays this season, like copy that the next year, get four plays again, you get other players in and you know then that the, the success is, is, is reliable, it's consistent, the, the project is working. And But at the same time though, the double-edged sword with that is what happens if it doesn't work? If you don't get that four place, 
than what happens to the likes of Saka, what happens to the likes of Smith Rowe. That is where the, the next side of the coin is. I don't think it'd be a bad if you're fifth and sixth with those type of players, but still the question remains. If you don't, you have to make that point. If you don't, then it's well, back to the drawing board. You know? the, the, the good thing as well about most of the squad is that lots of them are longer are all on longer term contracts. Yes, that helps. So like you're saying what happens with Saka, what happens with Smith Rowe? Well, they're they're gonna be con- they're contracted until 2025. The start of the 2025 season so like we have them for at the very bare minimum even if they run down their contracts we have them for under two years yeah so yeah it, the thing is we miss out it's it's going to be bad but we're not going to get good mm. it's going to make the rebuild a little more difficult quite a bit more difficult but yeah. it's like we've tilted our we we've geared towards success and at the same time mitigated the impact of failure Yes, I like I like it. You know, I like mm. that. Okay, so, so I, think we're gonna get yeah. I think we're going to get fourth. Okay, well, no, I'm going to say I'll, fifth. I'll, you're going to say fifth, right? So again, ever the pessimist, <laughs> ever the ever the non-jinxer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so again, let's talk about fifth place then. So West Ham are currently fifth. Again, they are on the the full capacity of games. So there's nothing in hand for them, and they're currently on 41. So they've had a bit of a wobble recently in terms of uh, form but they're still in the fight all the same and again they're still in the Europa League committed to that again a big talking point has been the fact that they didn't go- dabble in the uh, January transfer market as much as they've tried to, to their credit but they didn't get anyone in, in, in the end um, again fifth place is currently where they are at I still do like this West Ham team I think it is possible for them I would personally rank their chances higher than Manchester United personally because I think this team outside of Zuma, obviously. Outside, um, yeah. This team does make sense and it's a genuinely likable group. Like I think they did. There is, there is something about this team. The midfield is very strong. They've got a great option of forwards as well. Very under the radar players and some of their outputs are absolutely fantastic. If it's not Michael Antonio putting in the goals, it's Jared Bowen. And if Bowen doesn't work out, you've got Ben Rama, you've got Fornells, you've got Lanzini and even fucking Vlasic is now coming out with goals as well. So they have got options. It just depends on whether they they see this as the priority, getting into the Champions League, or would they rather go for gold, go for the Europa League, go for the FA Cup, because they're both still open to them. It depends on what they want to do. I think they'd rather fight on both on all fronts and see what happens. But again, with a squad like that, do you overcommit and lose out and everything? That's the that's a conundrum, isn't it? I, do, I don't think they have the depth to go for all three, all guns blazing. I'd go with that. They'd have to pick one over the other for me. But since they're not really used to being in this position, do they know which one to prioritize or do they know like when to make that decision to, you know, shift all their attention? Your, your stick or twist position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, um, their, their league form is suffering. I mean, they, they were very lucky against uh, Leicester. I mean, they needed mm-hmm. a, a 91st minute goal from Dawson. Was it Dawson? Craig Dawson, uh, look, yeah. I, yeah. I watched I watched that game and that was <laughs> such a bizarre game because it was like like the cliche of a game of two halves was not yeah. applicable to this because it was a game of like eight. Like it was like literally <laughs> game like of eights. It was just like for a block of 10 minutes, it was all West Ham. For a, then for the next block of 10 minutes, it was all that there was no like end to end this. It was just like, okay, it's your turn to have all the possession and the chances. Okay, now we've had our fun. Here's your chance to have all the possession and chances. <laughs> and both teams were awful. Yeah. You get games like that sometimes, to be fair. Like, um, but what, what I'll say 
I genuinely think like West Ham went out there kind of knowing Leicester are such a hit and miss team that on their day they knew they probably would have taken Leicester but Leicester kind of put it up to them for the first few minutes or whatever and like that there was that kind of to and fro and of uh, possession and whatnot but um, if I was looking at these teams not knowing their history or not knowing where they're coming from in the league or I would have said West Ham were a very good team having an off day and where mm. Leicester were the plucky relegation scramblers putting it up to them. That's what it looked yeah. like to me. If I like, And that, that's what it, like the game played out as, really, because it was like Leicester had gotten this lead and it was like, oh. And like they played really well for the next few minutes after they got their second goal. And then it was like, okay, now we've had our fun. Here's the ball back, West Ham. And for the last, like, it was all West Ham for the last 15 minutes of that game. And um, no, I do think there's enough kind of of that resilience and that annoyingness um, of those type of teams. Uh, like, like Declan Rice doesn't give up that kind of yeah. uh, attitude to things. So yeah, I, I, I actually think West Ham will get fourth. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? I'll go I think they'll probably get fifth. Mm. Um, I, ju- I just looked at that Leicester game and just the, the team, they, I, the West Ham team, they're just too janky. They, they're ke- prone to occasional brain farts like, and like exceptional brain farts. Like the the, the element penalty, it, it mm. was a, in particular. Basically, <laughs> Creswell just jumps up. It, it's a Leicester corner. Um, it's served into the box. It's not a particularly like cracking ball. Like he's just yeah. served it in as like this should be meat and drink, particularly to Creswell. Like, you know, mm. he's probably been heading balls away like this since he was a wee one. That's probably why this happened. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> what I think happened, here's what I think happened. I think he misjudged the curve of the ball coming in. So st- stood to kind of one side of it and jumped up to sort of intercept. I get it as it curved into him. So he's kind of jumped ahead of the ball, right? So the ball's not swerved in yet, but he thinks, oh, I know where it's going to be and I'll be here because there's nobody here. So I'll get to it first. That's the main rule, you know, on defending. But the ball doesn't actually swerve as much as he thought it was going to. Because he's put his hands up <laughs> to do the jump, it's just literally cannoned off his arm. Look, like he's, we've he's seen just it literally for Leah jumped- Williamson. Exactly, yeah. he's just jumped up and hit the like and just hit the ball away. Nobody complained about it. It's the only penalty I've ever seen where no player complained about it. Like, he yeah. just ran off, Fuck. and you see him trying to lean his head all the way over past his fucking elbow to try and get it. It's like, sorry, mate, next, don't do that. No. Um, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, like, I, I can, as what Borkbot was saying, like. The kind of to and from with the game where they just go, all right, then we played really well. Now we're going to switch off. <laughs> Have at it, boys. Like, there are teams around them that are just going to go, oh, holy shit, they're going to let, what? Yeah, fuck it, yeah. Rack them up, boys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they're just going to slot, them, slot loads past them. And, well, not loads, but they, they got really lucky against Leicester. And Leicester were mm. gash. <laughs> and 
I just no, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see it going. Yeah. I think I think Moyes is going to go for it on all fronts, and I think they're going to suffer for it. I think they're already suffering for it. I, I think it's in Moyes' head to try and actually win a, a, a cup or, or something like that because yeah, no, again, I think he's Moyes, gone Moyes, through a long time without even being in a final. You know, what yeah, I, mean? like, I think Moyes knows the value of a very good cup run, uh, yes. particularly if that cup is a European one. Exactly. Um, yes, he knows the value of that, and I think he's going to go. He's not going to prioritize the league over it. Mm. But he's not necessarily going to go. Oh well, look, you know, he's not going to send his lads out on the Europa League night and go. You know what? If you don't win this, don't don't let your heads drop. We've got Burnley on the weekend. Mm. We'll get back on track. I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to go for it all front, and I think mm. they're going to suffer for it. And as, as I said before, I think they are. I think they are suffering for it. So yeah, um, that's okay. why I don't think they'll get fourth. I think yeah, they've just got I, 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 I find and they don't have the squad for it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same kind of mind with West Ham. Like, I mean, like, fifth is still a fantastic season for West Ham, at least you forget, because oftentimes West Ham are like the the, the shambles of the league and their fight the relegation when their team is obviously better. This is when everything is clicking for them and they have the players yeah. capable of getting to the Champions League, especially when you do have someone as classy as Declan Rice in that midfield. And you have, again... <laughs> re- re- classy. Well, like football wise, he's classy. Like because, like again, it, it, like there, there are teams that are des- that are, gonna, are trying to like buy similar players for regals of money, and there he is, Declan Rice, a proper like. I think what this is someone described as a centaur one time. It's a creepy mental image, but that's a separate. Yeah, that, they, David Squires draws him. Always that's, draws him as a centaur. Centaur, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm thinking. About. <laughs> but like, but even then, though, right? Because again, there's teams like clamoring. Because that is the last piece of their of their tactical puzzle. It's trying to find a genuine good number six who can who can do everything. About a, a Fabinho type, type number six. There, West Ham have made one themselves and could literally cash in on that motherfucker anytime they want, but they won't because he's a he's a backbone of their team. And once he's gone, there's no replacing them. So like so they're just gonna sit in that and, and try and like basically get uh, as I said, the Champions League one out of it. I agree with Neil in the sense where I think they do have to pick. Europa League or League or Premier League, not mm. not both. But I think they will try and go for both, and it will, they'll suffer on both counts. I don't think they'll win the Europa League because now you have like really serious teams in there now. And I don't, as much as I love West Ham, I don't see them beating you know a, a Napoli or a, a Barcelona or a Leipzig if they get that far. They might. I could be wrong, of course. Well, the, but, they definitely have a chance of beating this variation of a Barcelona. Oh yeah, no, I'm, yeah, <laughs> serious teams. They this might, might well have a chance of beating. Exactly. Them. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. This this kind of weird sub variant of Barcelona. Era of Barcelona. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So let's let's move on to the last team that we we've, we've obviously left to last. But um, I think going by the kind of the numbers we've been talking about, we don't have any kind of uh, confidence in this team. Man United, the team are currently are fourth. Um, again, forty two twenty fifth, twenty five games played. Um, I I I shouldn't think. I don't think any of us fancy this team for for Champions League, do we? I don't. Good. No. I agree. <laughs> anyway, oh, you, know you want the door? All right then. Uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> no, I will. I will actually just say this because I want, I want the nail of the coffin in particular, right? Because funny enough, again, a weird anomaly of statistics is that Man United are currently fifth in the in the Premier League form table, right? They have not technically won, lost a game in in eight, in seven. Sorry, but um, let me just roll back the tape and tell you those games, right? So like, <laughs> so if we're, if we're going from that, then the first game of the year was them losing one 0 to Wolves, right? Fair enough, you know, that, that, that can happen. Then it's a 2 all draw with Villa, where Philip Coutinho goes, hi, lads, I'm back. Did you miss me? No? Yeah. 
fair enough. Um, so again, they dropped points there, right? The Wolves the loss is completely justified as well. They were the they, they were the inferior team. Um, the one game you could actually say out of this group that was justified was the Brentford win because, again, Alanga had a great game and, and he kind of propelled the team forward. The game against West Ham was a last-minute winner from Marcus Rashford. And again, you'd argue West Ham probably should have won that game. Um, and then after that, then, the drop points to Burnley, drop points to, to Southampton. And really, Brighton, Brighton were a better team in the in the game during the week, but they just did not put away the chances in the first half. The West Ham, wait, that West Ham game, they only won with like a 93rd minute They're fucking 93rd goal. Minute. It's just what I'm saying. It was a last minute winner from Rashford. So, like, when you look at that, look at it that way, they have, that is a, such a, a convenient run of games for them to put, put ground on these other teams with the quality they have, and they haven't. You know, and now you look at the the, the fix that they do have to face, um, and then it's not necessarily in February. In February, still a decent run. They got Leeds, then they got Watford. Again, you should argue should win, get six points out of those two games. Look at March, Manchester Derby, Spurs, Liverpool. Like <laughs> they're not winning. They could very well go to March without a win. You know, and then again, it, it gets it gets better from there. You've got Leicester who could potentially take points off them. Fuck it, Everton. I mean, I'm, I'm open for anything at this stage. And then Arsenal, like, uh, towards the tail end of April. That could be the actual definitive battle for fourth. And then Chelsea last round, like, second last game. It's not going to go good for them, in a sense. Um, like, this, this was the one of the games where they should have, like, put the, hit the turbo and got the points advantage. But they didn't. They have dropped a significant amount of points in this potential, in this, uh, in this potential race. Again, that's not to say other teams will do the same, but if if 43 is the best you could do out of that group of games, then it's not looking good for the rest of the championship, if that makes sense. Especially with the reports that you are hearing, and we're going to talk about it very soon. But um, yeah, like, no wonder we don't fancy them for fourth. Like, what, sixth at best for Man United, Charlie? I'd have them sixth. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I, only I think... pure that's only purely because out of all of the teams that we've been talking about, they easily have the best squad. Oh, 100%. Well, it's like blowing out of the water. Yeah. But, but well, on paper, on paper. Oh, yeah, that's, yes. that's what I meant. Sorry, apologies. On paper, they easily have the best squad. But, mm. like, half of them don't want to be there. And the other half hate that half. Mm. I, have, um, I have a couple of Man United friends and um, Man United sporting friends or whatever. And the, they've gone very quiet lately. Um, <laughs> you know, at the start of the season, they had Ronaldo and they had, like, Sancho Rashford Varane, yeah. and Sancho being signed. Varane signing Varane. Yeah, I, no, that wasn't really one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How were they not picking up Varane? He was probably the best signing of the lot. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that would just make it into our conversations. But um, no, it, it, they were all buzzing uh, for this team. And they're like, oh, we're going to win the league. Oh. And, and I remember saying at the time, and I was like, Honestly, do you honestly think that's going to be the case? And um, seriously, um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, what we, uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, and I was like, I was like, honestly, do you think how are those figures going to fit into a team? Yeah. Like, what formation is like is going to work for this crew? Mm. And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter about formation; just have the players on the pitch, and they'll do the job. And I feel like that is the tactics Man United have had to deploy here, yeah. which is just like, let's just play all the players that we pay the most money to and see what happens. And because they all hate each other, and it's very, very obvious they do not get on, mm-hmm. 
um, whatever about leaks from the dressing room and whatnot. Um, ah, like it, it's painfully obvious by body language, by you know the fact that who was it? There was like a compilation that I'd seen on Twitter, and it was just all the passes Ronaldo could have had to McTominay or Fred that were just ignored and like he rather would kick the ball a straight out play than try and pass like a very safe option pass back to them yeah but because it was them he was refusing to pass back and it was just like he would just blast it out and take a pop shot from 40 yards because he's and then you know he still has the crowd behind him because it's Ronaldo mm. but uh, uh I, I I think they're just gonna go downhill I I feel like they're seventh, eighth. They're going to be battling Spurs for the Conference League. Wow, fully agree. Like, I mean, mm. just to agree with kind of Goldbridge. Goldbridge constantly refers to them, and he's well role playing as a severe Manchester United fan. Yeah, but he's constantly calling them social media FC, and it's just like yeah. it's all about your Twitter following. And that's just it, and it's even the media as well. Like you, you'll read constant uh, articles like with the overestimation of the abilities of the players. The players just aren't good. They just are not mm. good enough. Not good, Shaw, not good together. You know, Shaw, Maguire, I mean, like, fucking, they're just... <laughs> Part of the raw, I think, at United is that the inflation of the abilities of more than a couple of their players to assume that they are elite-tier level players. Like, Shaw and Maguire are considered elite-tier defenders. That is just not true. No. Yeah. You know, that is just not true. Shaw Look, what, looks like a Sunday league player. That, like, they, you know, uh, and I mean this in the greatest of respect to Sunday league players. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, honestly, like, he looks like a lad who goes in, tries his absolute hardest on his, you know, Sunday half 10 kickoff game uh, just so that he can get off the pitch as quickly as possible to go to the pub to watch the rest of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the occasional flicks and tricks, which gets the crowd going and gets everyone like, oh, look, he's he's elite, he's elite. Like, but some of his defending and his positioning. And I I was, the last game, I can't remember what team they were playing, but the positioning he had, I you know, I was looking at it from a keeper's kind of point of view. I was like, what is he doing? Get in. <laughs> like, I was nearly shouting at him. I was like, you cannot do that. And it was, he kept getting, who was it against? It was burnt time and time and time again. I actually think it was the Spurs game. <laughs> it could actually have been Liverpool as well because uh, the, the game uh, that they, we beat them 5-0, it was him and Wan-Bissaka being compa- constantly out of position that was given yeah. Jota and, and, and Salah some That's the thing like, about like, Wan-Bissaka. I'm like, he was considered... like. I, you read columns as Wan-Bissaka saying he's the best defensive full-back in England, and you're like, he's not even the first choice at United. Like, it's it, 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 it's the, That's when the stats lie sometimes, because the no, reason his stats are so good is because it, he's constantly on the on the, on the back foot. It's he's always out of position. He has to make those the blocks. In the, in, the in, partic- in particular, you get to Maguire, and I, I'll say into this, hmm. uh, like, Maguire gets leaned into because he is club captain. I'm like, fucking Goldbridge goes mental at him. But the yeah. problem is, like, he, he's slow, he lacks positional sense, as was stated. Uh, mm-hmm. He's cumbersome, and he's prone to panicking completely when yeah. all of the rest of that thing, all of the rest of those things, result in pressure getting like coming onto him. And it's just hilarious. And United fans are being told time and time again that these obvious deficits in skill and talent 
compared to literally any other centre half, not just the ones that just play for City and Liverpool, which is their obvious mm-hmm. comparisons, but any other centre half is just illusory. And that there's a world class defender and leader there waiting with just the right set of circumstances to, you know, go full doors and break on through to the other side. It's just not fucking going to happen, you know? And that's just it. It is social media FC. And I kind of, I don't really listen to a lot of YouTube fucking commentators. I watch them because a lot of them are funny, but I don't listen to them. But I have to admit, like, Goldbridge's kind of social media FC thing really does ring true. I would would call them more like, if you're kind of taking, and, and you know what, what, what we're actually talking about, because we're, we're going to transit to our CODs here as well. Because yeah. Neil, you wanted to bring up Man United as your COD for this week. As yeah, well, I'll, right? I'll, I'll segue yeah. straight into it, you know. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> my kind of thoughts on Man United would be that, like, maybe not social media FC, but they're kind of like, they want to be, or at least the, the kind of the corporate side, want to be kind of like the Disneyland football. In a sense where, like, you go into Old Trafford, you pick your money up. and Old that's Trafford's it's not a fucking hole. It's, of course it's a hole, but then you, it's you still fucking market disgusting. It it's a yeah. fucking trash hole of a fucking stadium, you know? Yeah. But the problem but, is... But like I said, it, it's, it's not marking itself as a football club. It's marking itself as a tourist attraction. Yeah, it's just... Like yeah, it's, but yeah. a lot of these players, like, it's because they're decent for England. And you're just like, decent for England doesn't confer elite status on anyone. You know, take a look at it, right? We mentioned City and Liverpool and, yeah. you know, as fucking comparisons. Would Shaw supplant? Uh, would Shaw get ahead? Get in ahead of Cancelo or Robinson? No. Shaw wouldn't even get into the Arsenal team. I mean, he might get in maybe as fucking. He, he, he's a left back, isn't he? He's left back. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's left back. So he, he would definitely wouldn't get in ahead of Tierney. No, you know, no, I mean, fucking Robert, team, yeah. Robertson could barely get in ahead of Tierney. So fucking right, you get in ahead of Tavares, our, sta- our, yeah, our yeah, backup yeah. left back, right? So. He, you know, that's just it. Uh, no, it's that's just obvious. Like, I, I don't I'm, even agree with that and him getting in ahead because his attacking play is, yeah, it is actually, it's, in comparison to what Nuno brings. Like, he's too slow for yeah, what he's just, uses as a fullback. So. Yeah. I'm, go to the other one. Would Maguire uh, have Pep no. dropping will have Pep dropping Laporte? Or would, no. he have, would he have Klopp dropping Matip? I mean, he wouldn't even get in ahead of Matip. You know, and Laporte and Matip aren't even the first choice centre backs at their fucking team. Yeah. He wouldn't get in ahead of any of the centre backs at Arsenal either. He's not better than White. He's definitely not better than fucking Gales. He's not better than Holding. He'd probably go in as fourth choice, assuming he's better than Saliba, which I don't think he is. <laughs> so he's fucking shit. Like you know, hmm. it's just United. The the they just go. We want to buy players for the sake of it. They're statement buyers. You know, yeah. Shaw was the most expensive teenager in history. You know, Wambasaka, you know, Wambasaka. They're the guys who um, collect all the rare Pokemon cards, not to get a set, but just to so that other people can't get them. Exactly. You mm. know, it's ridiculous. Wambasaka was the first uh, 50 million pound defender without a cap. Um <laughs> Maguire was the most expensive defender yeah, ever. Back. Yeah, they outbid him us by five million on Van. Dijk. Again, seventy-five million on Van Dijk was laughed at at the time. Then they spent eighty million. You tell me the difference between those two centre backs. This is my point. Like you know, yeah. but that's my point. They thought, oh well, they're spending money. We have to spend money. I was like, no. Yeah. Liverpool didn't spend seventy. Was a seventy million on Van Dijk. Seventy-five million. Yeah. It was seventy-five Overall. million. Yeah. They didn't spend seventy-five million on Van Dijk just to flex on the rest of the fucking league. They did it because Van Dyke plays the exact way they want their centre back. And he's worth the money. You know, the way Klopp plays his team, it exposes the goalkeeper, it exposes the centre back. So you're going to 
you've got two choices there. You can either rein in your attacking team, which means less goals, which means you're not going to win as much, or you give me an elite tier goalkeeper and an elite tier centre back. And yes. what did they go with? They went with right. Here's Allison. Here's Van Dijk. Cool. You can expose players like that because they can yeah. fucking handle it. Yeah. Can you imagine Maguire playing fucking in that Liverpool system? Oh, it'd be like having Lovren again, and even then, oh, Lovren like having it'd be like having Lovren again, but slightly less anti-vax. That's that's about it. That's the only difference. Like at least I can believe Maguire is like like like, like idiotic enough to believe what Lovren says. You know, yeah. that's the only difference. Like, but even even on that point you're saying about Man United, like. Like I, I wanted to talk to him about this week as well, and it's only really because like you can very clearly see. I, I feel I don't know if I want to feel bad for Ralph Ragnick in a sense where like he's obviously been paid like stupid amounts of money. He doesn't give it a flying shit either way. And he's but and also he, he's out of his job. He's an interim for an interim. Yes. Like, interim what, interim. what was the yeah. point in him? He's out of the job. You know, he's guaranteed a promotion to fucking technical director, regardless of what happens next season. How is yeah. that an incentive? Mm-hmm. Here's the job. Here's here's the job for twelve months. So was it even twelve months? Sorry, six months. Six. Here's the job for six months. Yeah. Uh, at the end of it, we're going to make a technical director. You're probably going to be on like fucking six hundred thousand a year as a technical mm. director um, for the next two years. Oh, okay. Then and uh, what do I need to do to get the technical director? Uh, just get to May. <laughs> All right, so the only way I don't get, get, get this team ready for the next manager. The, the only way I, I will ride them into the ground. Then, yeah, Thank the, you very the much. only way I don't, the only way he doesn't get the technical director next season is if he dies in the interim. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> that's the only way. Ronaldo like, shoots what, him or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when hang on, when your job is so secure that only death is <laughs> the, the way out, <laughs> and you've not got an incentive to fucking perform very yeah. well. And that's just it. He's just like, yeah. I'll play my four two 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 two, and uh, <laughs> like, I'll, and I'll do that with McFred in the middle as my midfield two, yes. <laughs> so that any combination of three players immediately can just waltz past these useless cunts. <laughs> you know, I'm mean, like, even if they were really, really good, solid midfielders, which they are not, no. But even if they were superb midfielders. That's not going to work. It's just terrible. And he doesn't give a fuck. He's not incentivized for results. It's unbelievable. You know, and he's got, who, look at who he's got beside him. He's got would, fucking Carrick. Fuck off. Would the incentive not be to make your job as technical director as pain-free as possible? Or maybe he likes the misery? I, I don't know. But as technical director, you're in, like, you're but. Behind like twenty layers of insulation, you don't give a yeah. fuck what's happening. And also, no. by the and way, he's only technical director for two. Yeah. He's only technical director for two years. Yeah, like, yeah. So he can move on then. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. fair. <laughs> he literally yeah. is just like, I'm gonna go swan into this job, swan into another job, which I'm guaranteed, no matter what happens, I can burn the stadium to the ground, and mm. they will still fucking hire me because it's in the contract. Yeah, and yeah. Just, it was it was like when fucking. But well, Newcastle gave Pardew like a ten-year, was an eight-year contract, an eight-year yeah. contract, and you're just like, why did you do that? That is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Look at him dancing. He was like <laughs> that for eight years. He's dancing, and they got stuffed by Arsenal that game. <laughs> you know, like it's just oh man, yeah. I'm just going like fucking yeah. hell. Like, and even then, like the semblance of a plan of Man United is just not there because there's nothing there with no regards plan. to a plan. 
It has all been left to Ralph Ragnick to bring his style of football. And again, like they've been put pieces about how he is the the, the, the godfather of German football, how he's brought the game present. But then again, bear in mind as well, as much as everyone like as much as, as much as the footballing hipsters of this world love Ralph Ragnick for what he's done, he hasn't won a fucking team to prove it. And the thing with Man United is they need winners to back winners in a sense to create winners, I should say. So. With Ralph Ragnick, like where, like if he is trying to mold the team into a certain style, which is let's say this German style of football, Grant, you already have what five or six different clubs in the Premier League that have a German coach that play that style. Who are you going to poach to do that? You're not getting club, you're not getting Tuchel. Hasenhutel? Hasenhutel plays the 4 2 2 2. So you're going to poach Hasenhutel to be your new Man United manager? Or are you going to hope that another square peg fits in that round hole, like Pochettino? He's not going to want to play that type of style. He he plays his own system system as well. Like Brendan Rodgers, he can't decide if he wants like fucking three, four, five, or six defenders. Ah, so like, he's, but he's bought he's bought a house now in the Cheshire. He's bought. It he's could bought be him. Che- That's the difference. A mediocre season at Leicester City gets him a Man United job. How pathetic is that? Mediocre yeah. season. They won the FA Cup. No, but this season, this season. I mean, oh, they're eleven at the moment. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, like they're not doing anything. They can win the UCL. It's like, oh, Grant, he's what? Well, he, like, he, he wins that then. Europa League, sort of a lesser city. Job done. See is in the fucking. I'll see is for Man United. I'll be there as well anyway. So you know, like, like what's the what's the end game? Like, where where does Ralph Rag? Who did, what coach does Ralph Ragnick want to sign? If you know what I mean? Because he's going to be there in the football for two is, years. This is my point. I don't think he gives a fuck. No, I, I agree with that too. <laughs> that's because that's like, the reason why there's no plan. He's taking all those players out of the team. Like he, he's openly said to fans, like he was signing autographs, and like w- one guy like asks, you know, oh, what's happened to Jesse Lingard? And he point blank says him, Jesse Lingard will be leaving in the summer. Thank you. I said, yeah. what? Stop talking. <laughs> what are brands? <laughs> you know, it's just like the funny fuck. Like I mean, he's so he's matter of fact to a fault. Where like, yes, I couldn't believe he could he could push out the likes of Martial and the team because if he doesn't play the way, boom, goodbye. I'll get someone else. And again, supposedly he's supposed to be a savant on the young talents in Europe. And Man United are not. They, 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 that's they are, not their style. They don't that's buy not the what young they promising. Do. They, they buy they the names. big names. They want yeah. names now. That's what they do. And it's just, it's just going to be such a bad marriage. But look, at we're watching on the outside here enjoying the dumpster fire. So, you know, we're, we ain't complaining. We're enjoying this in a sense. Yeah. You know, Um. And again, it kind of ties into what I want to talk about for my card, which is actually Spurs. Again, another different kind of like avenue to what is a kind of my central point is that what is this big six stuff that we're talking about anymore? Remember like last year, this time last year, there was a European Super League and the big six were in the Super League. They were in it. They were, they were going to win it. They were that it. But again, with the Super League, someone has to be bottom of that league. Right, and when you look at the, the, the clubs in combined, the big six, you've got you know your Barca's, your Reals, you've got your Inter and ACs yeah. and Juve's, but there's always one team that's gonna be bottom. That was Spurs. Spurs are always gonna be bottom of that league. You know what I mean? And the hilarious thing about that is, as well, is that they're still bottom of this league. They're still the objectively worst, but big six team in any league at this point. You know, kind of way, because look at how like how deluded that club is right from the top down yes they have this big beautiful stadium and everything's working fine but at the same time you've got Antonio Conte who's there and let's be face it the reason he's like managing Spurs is that he's waiting for an actual team to call him he like it's it's a Carlo Ancelotti gamble he takes the Everton Cup to stay relevant but the the problem 
problem is you, you listen to his press conferences and he seems confused about how they're fucking operating and going like why if you if you wanted a team to give you everything you wanted go fucking to newcastle yeah where they <laughs> just had the like uh, like I actually love how like dumpster fire they are from the top down because um, like it is just the case of like I can't see how they're going to fix it on the pitch until they fix it at the other like levels of the club yeah. um, and it does like Lord Sugar doesn't seem to be wanting to give up any of his uh, power first you have <laughs> the sugar then you have the power um but yeah, uh, they. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can we just can we roll VAR back on that joke there? Can we like? We'll, uh... we'll just play the Simpsons clip over and say that that was yeah. fucking incredible. <laughs> Uh, no, no, sorry, that was offside. Doesn't count. Sorry, Burke Bar. Well, no, <laughs> uh, no uh, I, I just feel like uh, he wants to run the club his way, and it's just not working out. And they're all saying it doesn't work, but he's like, yeah, but I want to do it this way. And I, yeah. again, like what's happening in the United thing, it's fun to watch from the outside, obviously, especially as Arsenal fans. Um, yeah. but like the rot on the pitch. All like pretty much can be traced back to Kane wanting to move out, yes. not being allowed move, and then like them being stuck in paying these wages to a player who's not performing, and be, be, basically being like held ransom by the player who has also been held ransom by the club, and it's just like they can't understand how ransom works. It's great. Yeah, but also that it's like there's such a, a rich vein of complacency in that team. Like like we understand like they had that one chance to to break the Spurs duck and that was against us in the Champions League final. That was like a, in a way, like it was kind of like when we were so close to win the Premiership with Brendan Rodgers. We were not ready to win the Premiership but there was still a chance we could and Spurs yeah. were not ready to win the Champions League but still mathematically possible it could have happened. If yeah. if we didn't score the penalty at the start, again with these kind of like that bullshit rule of the time, that game could have turned out completely different and Harry Kane could have scored whatever a goal, whatever it is. But it didn't happen. And that team immediately started showing burnout because Pochettino wanted to go again and try again. And it just wasn't going to happen because yeah. this team had already gone four or five years into this project and had nothing to show for it. And that is a shame because that Spurs team were really good at that time. I think everyone kind of agreed on that. They had, they had a rich vein of form. They had good players, had a good bit of mojo, but they had nothing to show for it. And the trouble is that the likes of Daniel Levy and or the almighty Lord Sugar, as you said, they don't realise that like, you can't just replace a good coach with another good coach. That doesn't work anymore in football. In fact, I don't think it even has ever worked in football because nowadays you have to change everything about what you do with the club, especially if you're going with people who are so adamant about the way they do things like Antonio Conte. Like you've gone from like, what's the, cur- the, the current one of managers now for Spurs? You went from Pochettino to Jose to Nuno to Conte. Four very different managers in the space of four years. Like, okay, the only team I know that can get away with doing that adaptation is Chelsea. Because because it's Chelsea. The players coming in know what they're expecting. You know, <laughs> you know, if it goes bad, ah fuck it, we'll just get someone else in and we'll just start playing different. Even if football. it goes good, I mean fucking they've sacked they've sacked managers who've won the Champions League for them. Exactly, you know. <laughs> and, and, and for Spurs, like you have to say, like, if you if you had to set Daniel Levy down, right? Genuinely give like you know, pour him a cup of tea and rub his little shiny head and ask, Daniel Levy. What are your expectations 
for this year. What do you want to do? And he'll go, we should win the Premiership. No, no, actual expectations. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Uh, sorry, I want more Cannon Bear in the cheese aisle. <laughs> that's that's great, Daniel Lady, but I'm probably seeing, like, I want more live on, music on and half time in the hallways. Yeah. <laughs> you say, what, what, what about on the pitch, Daniel Lady? Oh, I want to bring the NFL to the London State. No, that's oh, great. That'll be fine. No problem. But I want actual, like, the Premier League. It's like, oh, we're in there, aren't we? Hmm. I suppose sack the manager halfway through and hope for the best. Yeah, that's that's great. We'll just keep doing it's that then. the until- worst chairman ever. See, the thing is, is that, like, Conte being Conte, he's doing what he always usually does to try and get his way, which is he plays terrible football, makes out that the players are not good enough, forces the owner to spend a shitload of cash. Yeah. Uh, then the next season, he looks like he's a fucking genius because, hey, the team's playing much better. But the thing is, he's yeah. trying this with Daniel Levy and it's not going to work because he's a fucking terrible manager. He's a, sorry, he's a terrible chairman. You know, yes. he, he will haggle over fucking 10 bob for a player that he wants and tank the deal as, he, as a result. Mm. And it's just, it's fucking awful. Like, Especially when you actually see then, like, again, like uh, I, the fact that, like, we were only talking about before we went on air. Um, was that like like Spurs have kind of asked Conte to stop talking so publicly about the team? It's no, like, they've asked him to stop talking to the press. Like it's yeah. been, they've they've asked him specifically as well to stop talking to the Italian media as well. Yes, because apparently like, Sky Italia yeah. for some reason Sky Italia is the one nailing all these fucking red hot fucking interviews. Like they're <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like they're the El Chiringuito of the fucking Premier League. Like they're just <laughs> nailing this fucking shit. <laughs> And well, it's just, it's hilarious to go, no, you can't talk to the press in your own home country. <laughs> yeah. If you but have to say thing, that like, to your manager, shit is not going well for you. But, the, but that's it, the, the, the Conte is, is, is smarter than Spurs in this sense, because he knows that, like, again, everyone, like, with a, brain, with a football brain knows that this, this Spurs team have run their course and have run their course for the last two years. It's now Conte being the boogeyman and going, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. And everyone's going like, well, what's he doing? He's getting rid of all of our, our attacking players. It's like, name me the last time that Deli Alli attacked. Like, the only thing he's attacked is his own fucking fashion sense lately. So you're only, you're only looking at, like, Harry Kane. And even then, he's just stuck there. He's like fucking Homer Simpson. You're here forever type shit. He's not going anywhere either. So he's burnt out. They're all burnt out. And like that, that team doesn't have a plan to get better because you can bet your ass Conte's not staying around. No, no, and, no. He, he only signed he, a two year deal. He's yeah. getting like, what, what's he? He's on 16 million quid a year, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's getting paid stupid amounts of money on an 18 month deal, which he can waive himself and just go, do you know what? Buy UVA's available. That's actually the job I wanted. So, yeah. And that's that's essentially it. He is waiting for a job in Italy to come back, and he'll be back in the Syria. You know, and Manu, Man you were getting abused for not fucking bringing him in. Mm. Um, it's just it's fucking awful. But that was never going to happen either. Like I never going to happen. Not, yeah. The thing is as well, like they taking good, they take in good players and then ruined them. Like Lacelso yeah. ruined, Sassignon. Ruined. Ruined. Well, big time ruined. Yes. Doherty, Doherty ruined. You know, yeah. people like Doherty. Yeah. Oh, was he any good? In his Look last, full, yeah. <laughs> in his last full, in his last full season for Wolves, Matt Doherty was second only in goal and assists to Trent Alexander Arnold. Yeah, that was the good. only yeah. person he was second to. He's gone yeah, to yeah. Spurs, <laughs> and what the fuck? 
Like yeah. people are calling him a donkey. He's not a donkey. He's a very good fucking player. I think it's the Voivod Arsenal fan and him. Oh like, man! Yeah. Like, it, I have to admit, his signing, his signing video has to be the most hilarious fucking piece of fucking hubris I have ever seen in my entire life. I was like, who? Like, I wouldn't even have said if I was a mad Spurs fan working for the Spurs club, working for their PR. I wouldn't even have suggested that as a joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> um, but then they actually go, oh yeah, we'll fucking do that. Yeah, that's pure Alan Partridge shit. Yeah, like Alan Partridge level of shit. But like, no, the spores are in a dire straits, and it's really bad, and it's only going to get worse. Like you know, yeah, uh, their tweets out, fucking, they, they have to turn the music up louder now at yeah. the end of the games to drown out the booze. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like, oh, that's why that, that live. That's why the live music is on in the halls. That's yeah, it's so loud. It's yeah. to drown out the booze. <laughs> See, see, that's just it. Like the, the fact that they, they have been actively overtaken by other clubs, that this whole concept of a big six is gone. When you have teams who are adequately one better, and again, we're not talking about the likes of okay, look at the league now. You're looking at Wolves, Brighton, West Ham are in there. I'm not even talking about them, but look at the teams that will be there. Your Aston Villas, your Newcastle's, your Leicester's potentially to get their shit together next year. They could easily overtake Spurs next season. Spurs could be back to the pre-Redknapp days where they're in the mid-table, like looking for scraps in a sense. That is how bad that team can get. And it's not just them, it's Man United. It's it's whoever else falls off the cliff because the Man, midfield. Man United, all, Man United have the recourse of just incomprehensible amounts of cash. That is true. You know, yes. That I'm like, as you know, many, 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 many teams have demonstrated mm. cash. Gets you a long fucking way in this league. Yeah. So sports, sports don't have that. They're the most indebted team on the planet. Mm. You know, they're being run by the tightest fucking chairman around. Yeah. You know, who's turning down nine figure sums for strikers who don't want to play for the team. <laughs> And now, and like, like, has he like, has nowhere to go now as well? <laughs> and, yeah, that's the thing. He's nowhere to go now. And like, the only th- the only reason I'm not weigh- weighing in on him more with that is because like you've got the fucking Mbappe situation in Europe which is even more ridiculous it's where they're turning happened, down yeah. where they're yeah. turning down 180 million quid for a player that they're gonna lose on a free to the very team that bid for them to begin with it's just, just like yeah. are you fucking serious like they're gonna yeah. save I'm like alright they're not gonna save 180 million they're gonna give quite a lot of it straight to Mbappe but they're not gonna have to pay a fee for him they're gonna love that shit yeah. um <clears throat> And it's just ridiculous. Like I don't, I don't understand how these people get into these positions of power. It's ridiculous. Just because he's a billionaire, I thought it's yeah. ridiculous. Like it's, it's very clear he's not fit for purpose, and most of Spurs isn't. And yeah. it's just, they're lurching from one fucking horrible decision mm. to another. They're like craggy island, and basically, if you're going away from Spurs, you're going in the right direction. Yeah, and it's just it's terrible, and I love it. Yeah, it's actually fascinating to see that those players have left, like, say, the likes of the Celsos and Lamellas, let's say, and perhaps to a certain extent, Eli Ali. Lamellas garbage. Uh, to be honest with you, like, no, 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 okay, Lamellas are bad. If I was a Spurs fan, I'd be happy you got rid of that sack of shit. He's mm. fucking tripe. The best thing he's ever done was a push gas award winning goal in a match that they lost. And he got red carded in. And he got sent red, red carded in, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what the fuck? What, is he, what did he do? Did he, does he pin the red card to his Pushkas award at home? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, 
might do. You might do. It's, you never know. it's terrible. Like it's yeah. no, it's just that they're terrible. Like, and I wouldn't even mind, but it's within their grasp to not be terrible. They are actively choosing terribleness, and yeah. that is what makes it great. It's not like you it's know, Burnley or other it's teams like that. Delusion in the club. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not like Burnley or other teams. Are like, oh, they don't really have a speaking chance. Speaking of delusional clubs, there's the perfect <gasps> oh, the um, I am choosing uh, what has quite often been of COD, um, Everton. Um, oh. Because their men's team, obviously, there is a, a, a rule that we cannot lo- no longer pick them as our CODs. And so I am finding <laughs> that loophole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, loophole in that rule, and I am going for Everton women. Uh, for very mm. much the exact same reasons as I would if I was picking the men. Do we, have to, actually, do we have to actually give this rule some equality and go, nothing but an Everton crest goes near the cards? <laughs> uh, well, let me get this out of the way first. Um, <laughs> Everton at the start of the season had made signings like signing Claire Edney, um, getting like Valerie Gogan last season, um, had like made so many good signings. Uh, coming into the league that I had them pipped to get the third spot Champions League spot in the WSL and uh, they as of this last weekend <laughs> have now dropped into the relegation battle with Birmingham <laughs> and it, absolutely dire so they sacked their coach uh, they are now onto their third coach uh, of the year so they sacked Willie Kirk after a handful of games so he was their coach last year he made all of these signings over the summer obviously he had spent quite a bit of money on building this very much to, uh, similar to the United squad which is a squad of names some like very very good names on a sheet of paper but with absolutely no kind of um, strategic placement of the players like the play, like he's you know signed a couple like he signed three good strikers he signed a couple of good wingers that are going to be competing and you're like looking at paper like you've got a one and two in most positions there like this is going to be really good but none of them play in the same style it doesn't look like he was able like he had a few games where he wasn't able in that time to get the squad playing cohesively in the style of play that he'd wanted to. So they sacked him and uh, they brought in uh, the Leon, ex-Leon coach, um, which obviously a big name coach. So you've got your all your big name stars on the team are like, well, if anyone can deal with big name stars, it's the Leon coach. That's um, Jean-Luc Vasseur, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, was, I was afraid to try the pronunciation there myself. So thanks for that. I probably, I probably hockeyed his name out of it. It's Jean-Luc Vasseur. Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. Uh, but yeah, he, he um, then got the sack after 10 games. And... Uh, after a run of games where they've scored two goals since November, um, it was two WSL goals, and then I think they scored a couple of goals in the FA and the Conti Cup. Yeah, but was only, then, si- only six of those games were league games, weren't they? So yeah, technically yeah. only six league games he took, and they sacked him. Like, um, but like even then, like they had Sonny McIver in goal, who is one of the like last year's standout goalkeepers in the league. Um, who was pushing for a spot in the England squad, uh, pushing for a spot into the Olympic squad. Uh, I think she was actually first reserve goalkeeper after Telford, and like, like which is you know some big names in that. Um, but yeah, she, um, they have just been absolute 
dog shit. Um, and compounded then at the weekend where, um, uh, with a r- series of results going against them, Leicester amazingly bet West Ham 3 uh, 0 to take Leicester up from uh, 11th to 10th and dropped Everton down into 11th to be battling with the, the worst team in the league and probably the worst team uh, in the WSL since probably Yeovil. Uh, which is Birmingham City women. And um, no offence to the Oval, they had an absolute shoestring budget mm. and tried their best. And like we're a team that had started from grassroots and brought them all the way up to the WSL, yeah. but just couldn't sustain that without proper funding. Whereas Birmingham City are Birmingham City. They should yeah, have their the for their team. But yeah. that, uh, they are, have been many a time my cod. And I think, you know, just go back on a couple of old podcast episodes to hear my gripes with them. Uh, yes. And nothing, <laughs> nothing has changed there. Um, they're still relying on their number one defender slash top striker, Louise Quinn. Um, to keep, Surely she's to keep manager of Birmingham City at this point, is she? Like? She, she single-handedly has the most amount of clearances, the highest successful pass rate, and is top scorer. <laughs> like that that woman is just bringing like holding on to the WSL with her fingertips at this she, she's probably phoning up uh, Casey and going yeah they call you the one fucking team woman oh check this bitch out right check it out KDT fuck you <laughs> No, the WSL has been, it is actually probably the one of the most competitive leagues this year. Now, Birmingham, it as is, I've been actually, dissing yeah, them, um, I bet Arsenal uh, in a shock um, shock result of 2-0 um, defeat for Arsenal. Um, performance-wise, they absolutely deserved it. We were like the worst I've seen us play since the Shelley Care days. Um, dark, dark times. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, like this WSL, like in the Premier League, we said at the start of the podcast that like the in the men's, it's kind of, you know, City have running away with it, yeah. Liverpool there or thereabouts, but there's no real threat on City unless there's an absolute like, you know, I, I suppose the only thing that would do uh, it for Liverpool is that if City find, you know, get fine points and docked points for some sort of illegal inside trading or state ownership or, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but uh yeah, no, with the WSL, uh, Arsenal are um, in the lead, but Chelsea have a game in hand. So we're two points ahead, but Chelsea have a game in hand. So if Chelsea win, they go top of the table. Um, looking at the run-in-wise, I know Neil had said Arsenal men have a terrible run-in coming into the end of the season. Statistically where... speaking, I haven't, I haven't actually looked at it, yeah. uh, like team-by-team-wise. Um, it's not that bad. I just read it. It was another Orbino yeah. doom stat. I think if you look at the run-ins between Chelsea and Arsenal and we actually have to take into consideration Spurs in this, Spurs and Man United and Man mm. City are kind of battling it out for that third spot with Spurs being as much as it sickens me to say, like looking quite well, like uh, good, they're looking yeah. good and it does pain me to say that because um, like, they've always been terrible like they've always been like we beat them nine nine nil in a London yeah. derby. We like we, um, and then we drew one one with them this season. I was like, oh, what is this? Um, but yeah, no, like they they've added some goals to their squad and like it's really hotting up. So like it's one of the most competitive leagues because even the results in the mid table are shocking. Like I mentioned there, Leicester 
who were not eleven second from bottom at the start of the weekend, bet West Ham, who were like fifth or sixth at the minute, yeah. three nil, like absolutely hockeyed them. Um, you've got Brighton and Reading, who are always fairly steady mid-table teams. Uh, Reading went on a form of like seven games unbeaten, like like a mad stat like that, like four in the league unbeaten. Uh, or sorry, four in the four wins in a row, which is I think club record for them in the WSL, um, and then lost f- like four one to Brighton, uh, who were on a track of losing five games in a row. So it's just like this bizarre. You cannot predict. I think I, going into that weekend, I was like, I had my predictions in my head, like who's going to come away with points, and I kind of had a way the table was going to look, and nothing nothing like what I was expecting like the results are just all over the place and it makes it for a really really competitive league uh, and while there's a gulf in funding for the teams and a gulf in like I suppose player talent in some of the teams like it's still the good tactics and the good managers are there in the league yeah. and you know I, I think it's a really good advertisement and the best advertisement before I finish off uh, was the Friday night match last week which was the Chelsea Arsenal top of the table clash oh holy shit that uh, was unbelievable absolutely what like nil all but it just barely any shots on target <laughs> the, but that was a testament to the amazing defence like the defense for both teams, like Millie Bright, I've never seen her play so well. And again, that is another thing that pains me to say. Um, but yeah, um, she fucking digs it in when we're on the other side, aren't doesn't she? But uh, yeah, no, it's um, I'm putting Everton in there because there's no way on paper that uh, they should be down at the bottom of the table. Um, but to the credit, it makes the league, you know. Uh, yeah. very very interesting yeah. so for that I'm kind of willing to forfeit my cod um, because <laughs> despite how terrible they are they're making the league interesting but they shouldn't be as bad as they are yeah no um, like yeah. the whole thing with Kirk was a fucking joke him oh yeah they absolutely must regret that because he had all he needed was time to bed in his players and also a lot of other promises as well like he'd like much like with the men's team, the management have like decided, oh, we're gonna start getting really stuck in. You know, the boardroom members are gonna roll up their, roll up their Armani sleeves and get fucking in with the trenches with the guys. And Willie Kirk's like, you don't need to do that, but yeah. I do need some things. And if you can deliver on these, there's your trench. You know, get yeah, stuff yeah. fucking in. The mm. things I need are financial backing, resources. How about a sports psychologist for the women's team, uh, a nutritionist for the women's team. How about this shit? None of it fucking materialized. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, um, okay then, I need I, I need players. Cool. Uh the board turned around to him and went, that freedom manum. She's really good. We'll 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 get you. They told him that they had signed her. <laughs> and he found out <laughs> it never went through for whatever reason. He said yeah. this in an interview. I'm actually fucking watching it. I'm actually reading it now. Post-match interview after we beat them 3-0. Yeah. Post-match interview, Willie Kirk. Uh, had signed the Freedom Adam who'd scored in the game as well. <laughs> oh, a screamer. An yeah, fucking screamer. screamer. Like to, to salt bay the wound. His exact <laughs> quote was exact quote exact quote was I thought I'd signed her, but for whatever reason it never went through and she wound up at Arsenal. She <laughs> she damaged us today. I know how good a player she is because I wanted to bring her to the club. So it didn't surprise me. I think it was a done deal, but for whatever reason we never got her over in the line. And you're just like 
Uh, he was interviewed on, uh, I think it was the offside rule, um, after he'd been sacked or like after his ter- contract had been terminated. And he was kind of like, oh, like I, I actually have this other job that I'm going to kind of work on for a while. I'm going to take a break from football and just kind of focus on that. He's like, because I've actually really hurt by this. Um, and a, like I, I, some of the comments underneath was like, there's leaked information that how he found out that he hadn't signed Freedom Annum was the Arsenal announcement of her signing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, uh, and that like, he, he's like, am I, like, if you're told by your board, like, oh, we're after getting this amazing player, like really highly rated player. And then you scroll on your phone, you're like, what the fuck? Wait, she's um, lining up against us. <laughs> <laughs> That is some attitude error shit. That is like that's when they're fucking like, what the hell is Lex Luger doing in WCW? That's fucked up, man. What the hell's uh, going it, on? It's just utterly crazy, you know. And just they, they I think I said in the pre, I think previous maybe two or three podcasts ago that they are yeah. the first ever WSL club to go through three managers in three one managers, season. Yeah. It's insane, yeah. Like this is Watford level stuff that they're doing, and much like and the also, real Watford, it ain't happening. Like yeah, uh, and also like they, they, it's not just the managers; they're getting rid of their staff as well. So, yeah, like when they got it. rid of Vassar. I'm looking at their squad and I don't think they're like their squad is so kind of high quality. I don't know if they're up for a relegation scrap. Whereas Birmingham City, it's, it's the same with the men's team, really, isn't it? Like, like that's all it is. The squad's going in there now is not a, a relegation fighter, it's a it's a metropolitan team that wants to, to challenge for European places, but they're currently 17 or 16, whatever it is. Same with the women's team, like they're not it's a horses for courses type of situation, yeah. You know, it's only by good fortune the fact that Birmingham were such a dumpster fire, it actually would be in trouble in a sense because um, you don't have a, I, you have to worry about it or anything like that. Uh, one of the, I'll leave it on this, which was um, there's a new podcast between Shabana Hearn and Rusha Littlejohn, so they're sisters, and they basically just record their dinner time chat because they live in the same house, <laughs> and they talk about the, they talk about the weekend's football, and they they have made a podcast out of it, and. Uh, it kind of starts off like, oh, you had a good win at the weekend and like up at Merseyside. And then she was like, what? No, like everything don't play in Liverpool because like <laughs> the pitch that they play on, it's Persh. <laughs> and it's literally, it's just like, oh, it's like, oh, it's not a nice pitch. It's, you know, like I feel bad for. Is this like the, the, the Yorkshire girl from Two Girls Talk Balls that you love? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also did it like a like are Everton just tanking the season to avoid the Merseyside derby next season because they know they're going to get trounced by like an up and coming Liverpool team. And, they and, go by the way, yeah, I'm incidentally like this like this Liverpool team would smash this Everton team now. Oh, absolutely! Oh yeah. my fucking god! Like the like the strike force we have is genuinely scary. Like it's what it's honestly one of the better strike forces in England, and I'm so. On that point, though, where I think we got each other in the FA Cup, Women's FA Cup. Yeah, ne- next after the international break, our first match back is. Yeah, that's going to be a very tasty match. That's like top again, top of both tables, essentially going up against each other. Yeah, and we're on a serious Bennett form now because not only like again having the top go- like score in the league in Leanne Kiernan is great. Oh, let's bring in Katie Stengel, who's now averaging two goals per game. <laughs> it's like also Megan okay. Campbell back in the running and yes. our player of the month for January. Player of the month for January and, and, and Neil, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> she scored directly from a throw-in. Oh yeah. 
It got, it got, no, it got, that's it got not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> but like, literally, she, like her throw-ins, we've, we've witnessed them live, Jonathan. They are it's amazing. a work of art. They're freaking um, works of art. They really are. But she absolutely, so I can't, is it, it's not, it, Leanne Kiernan wasn't the, I actually think it was Nifahi was the target for the yeah. long throw. That's and, right, yeah. She made the jump and she was nowhere near it, and it just went ping top corner from the throw in. And I think, it, yeah. yeah, I think I think it went to. I'm trying to remember the goal you're thinking of because like, I think that was up against uh, Blackburn in the, in the FA Cup. And yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't. I can't remember if the goal was disallowed or is because I think Leanne Robe got a tap on it, so it was actually allowed. It was given as a Robe goal instead of Campbell. I'm fairly sure that's what the goal you're thinking of. Like I could be wrong though, because well, it like must that, have gotten a touch. I don't. I think if you throw the ball directly in from a throw-in, it doesn't. It doesn't count exactly. So like Rob, I think got a tap onto it, and that's what because she it was one of her goals of, the, of her hat trick. She got three goals that game. So like that's where that's why I'm thinking like if that's a goal I'm thinking of, it was Rob who tapped. Yeah, it actually, I, I don't know. I saw it. I, 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 I remember that because actually, here wasn't this fucking on the chase. You know that fucking shit quiz show, The Chase? Maybe, oh, yeah. Your man Bradley had a fucking meltdown over it. No, it was about this. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. If you throw the ball directly into the goal, if you score directly from a throw-in, the, the result is a corner to the opposition side. Yeah, it's a weird arbitrary rule that never, that never happens. Yeah. And even Bradley Walsh, Bradley Walsh, who's like played football for years, did not know about this rule. Hang on, hang on, yeah, no, no, no. Huh, interesting. Anyway, yeah. Everton are my cods. <laughs> yes, they are. They are cods forevermore. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, a goal cannot okay, be scored go. directly from a throw-in. If a player throws the ball directly, oh no, wait, sorry. If a player throws the ball directly into their oh here's here's this is the question on the this is this was the question on the on the chase. If a player throws the ball directly into their own goal without anybody else touching it, the result is a corner kick to the other team. Okay. Likewise, an offensive goal cannot be scored directly from a throw. If you throw the ball straight into the other person's goal, it's a goal kick for the defending team. Because yeah. it's, seen, it's, it's seen as a freak accident. It's not meant to be like an attacking phase, you know, which is like, which is why like trolling coaches have been going like, yeah, it's no, not meant to, it's, attacking phase. it's not meant as an attacking phase because uh, yeah. you can't, you can't be offside from a throw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's why, like, that's what the yeah. offside role doesn't, doesn't kick in because it's not meant to be an attacking thing. Mm. It's just that now we've got these freaks, <laughs> these <laughs> DeLap level freaks on across both genders now who yes. can just fucking ping a ball harder than most people can kick the bastard. Mm. And you're just like, okay, we might want to take a look at this. We might want to <laughs> fix this. Yeah, exactly. But yes, let, let's do the other cuts then, lads. So, um, so again, our choices are the dumpster fire at Man United, the dumpster fire at Spurs, or the dumpster fire at Everton Women. Which dumpster fire do you like the most, lads? If you had a choice. <laughs> As an Arsenal fan, I don't really have an option, do I? I'm gonna go <laughs> so you're going Spurs. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna pick Man United here. So I can't I can't I'm a gunner, I can't pick anything other than Just the photos. Play the play the Xara, play the Zaras. Love it. 
But um, yeah, in fairness, like I mean, and like, also, also by the way, are we that. invoking the Everton rule for the women as well? Yeah, you know, yeah okay. Fair, all, fair, let's fair, let's fair. all about equality and all that shit. Apparently, that's I, I believe in equality. That's in vogue now. Right, yeah. I think everything <laughs> shit on both genders. Um, so, <laughs> so nevertheless, lads, um, that is our podcast for this week. Hopefully, Woo! you guys have enjoyed it. And um, again, thank you to my uh, guests Neil and uh, Burkhoff for joining us for this I one. I stayed awake for the whole thing. Well done. I'm so proud of you. And she only smoked two rocks of crack. <laughs> yeah, only two. That is an, uh, that is a personal record. For her. Only five. Five detox and all all these years. But um. But nevertheless, lads, thank you very much for, for listening to this episode. If you uh, like this and you want to hear more of the same, uh, please follow our Spotify at Monday Madness LP, where you'll find this and our uh, currently uh, on hiatus Jelly Phil Donut podcast with, with myself, Burkwa, and some other guy from Northern Ireland, I can't remember his name. Um, he'll be, uh, we'll be there, uh, hopefully doing that uh, very, very soon. Uh, perhaps in the summer uh, but if you want to watch, listen to more of our football podcast we have all of them there on our Spotify for you to listen to and enjoy and feel free to point out when we were wrong years ago because it really does matter to us at the moment we do sleep over this kind of thing lads but, um, but otherwise if you want to know what if you want to keep up with everything else that we're doing uh, follow us at Monday Madness LP on Twitter for all of our updates on our hot content on YouTube which is also Monday Madness LP if you want to catch up with all the uh, games that we're playing over the next few weeks uh, Neil has a wonderful uh, selection of game reviews you can check out as well. Snap judgments on all the hot games out there that you haven't quite heard of, but you should hear of because some of them are quite good. So um, so give them a listen to as well. But for now, lads, thank you very much for your company tonight uh, because all of that was liquid football.